Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Discover Virginia Beach podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Jessica Chenard, the founder of Her Hike Collective and author of her debut memoir, Her Hike. Jessica is here to share her uh, love for Virginia Beach, her love for hiking, and her journey throughout the Virginia Beach area. Jessica, welcome to the Discover Virginia Beach podcast. Thank you for having me. And you uh, pronounced my last name correctly. I'm impressed. <laughs> Not many people do. <laughs> I had to learn from the from the former mistakes of other podcast hosts. Um, so I, I appreciate them uh, sticking their neck out there for us. <laughs> well, Jessica, I'll always start off the uh, each conversation. Would you mind uh, sharing uh, with us your relationship with the Virginia Beach area? Uh, what specifically brought you here and what got you to stick around? Um, well, I was born here, so that's what got me here. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, born and raised in Virginia Beach. Um, I now technically live in Chesapeake. So I live a city over, um, but go to Virginia Beach as often as I can. So a lot of, a lot of friends there and family. So. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, well, Jessica, I definitely uh, would love to talk more about Virginia Beach, but of course um, I understand you've already been on numerous media sources. So for our listeners listening, um, Jessica has been uh, not only featured on the Quill magazine uh, and podcasts like she can do it. So can you, and Virginia Outdoor Adventures. Uh, shout out to Jessica Bowser for that. Um, and, and your message here has just been to, um, you know, to promote your memoir and to share your story with her hike about your personal journey uh, through grief and hiking. Uh, can we first start off the conversation by talking a little bit more about your memoir first? Yeah, um, my book is my memoir is called Her Hike. And um it's based off of my hiking group that I have, which is called Her Hike Collective. And it was created in a time where I was grieving the loss of my brother. Um, I was 21 when he took his own life after prescription drug addiction. And I was left with knowing he loved hiking and camping. And specifically, he would go to the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia. So I kind of took that and ran with it. And Started falling in love with hiking, not just, you know, locally on our trails in Virginia Beach, but going to the mountains every chance that I could get on the weekends, the little day trips here and there, um, and really began to heal and learning about myself and how healing nature was for me. I wanted to invite as many women as I could along that journey as well, you know, in case they were going through something. They wanted to be able to take that to the mountains with them and heal from their own stories. Wow. What a very sad moment for you. Would you, would you mind? Um, and I know you mentioned this in your memoir, um, but I, I like to kind of dig into some text here because this, this is a heavy moment. And of course, you know, we have wonderful things to talk about Virginia Beach, but I think it's important to maybe take a pause here. I, I know during this journey, you had mentioned you were quote, felt like it was an avalanche of of feelings and emotions that kind of had you trapped. Would you mind walking us through that text um, and then also kind of expanding from, you know, where you were at in that moment of um, of your grief? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> specifically, if you're talking about avalanche, I, um, I also like to ski and my family grew up skiing together. My my dad owns a ski shop in Virginia Beach, go figure. <laughs> and we love skiing, love the snow. And um, we were able to go out to Big Sky, Montana and ski there as a group trip from his skiing trip, from his skiing store. 
and I was heavy with grief with my brother. I knew he it was another place he loved, but I never got to experience it with him personally when he was alive. So going there felt like I was experiencing a new place. Um, that was the closest I was ever going to get to him again, you know, in this life. And I carried a lot of weight, weight to that. Um, Big Sky had a, a lot to live up to and and luckily it did for me, <laughs> but gotcha. uh, so were you all, did you go on the, on the ski trips together or it sounds like there was a, a big age gap. So you didn't, you didn't necessarily get to go on those trips with him. Right. Right. We did on the East coast uh, trips growing up, you know, to wintergreen mass nut and places like that. Sure. But the Western trip, this particular one was always when um, college uh, winter break went back to school. And so I was still in college and I never got to go with them uh, when they would go. So it was always known when I graduated college, I would go with them because I wouldn't wouldn't have, you know, a semester to go back to. <laughs> sure, sure. And your your brother's name is Richard, correct? Yes. Do, do you have, and I know there's, there's so many memories, but do you have one that really sticks out to you as as being one of those defining moments as, as brother and sister that you had uh that you share uh, to honor Richard's memory, a memory of, of any kind? Yes. Um, I have a memory. I have several, a lot of them, but um, the one that's popping in my head right now is with butterflies there. I'm a photographer as well. So he knew, he knew that was important to me and that I like to photograph different things. And he told me to come out into our backyard one day and there was a butterfly there. And he was like, this would be great. You should, you should photograph this. And then a couple of years later, when he did pass that same like butterfly, same color scheme of the butterfly just kept showing up for me. Um, my dad and I used to have a 1966 Mustang that was teal. And one day we were driving it around. We needed to get out of the house. We were just going stir crazy and one of those just grief battling days. Um, so we took the car out, drove down the the back roads and eventually parked it. And we're taking pictures of it because that's what we did. <laughs> and this teal and black butterfly just landed on the hood of the teal Mustang and stayed with us for, you know, 20 minutes or so, which is just not normal for a butterfly. And um, we really believe, you know, that was Richard giving us a sign. Um, so, you know, a memory of him while he was here, you know, then kept showing up for me after he passed. So do you feel like he was still talking to you, even though he's not physically here on earth or he's reincarnated of some sort or just a, me a little message, a little whisper, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Just a little whisper message, not reincarnated, but, um, yeah, just, just saying like, Hey, I'm here. I see you. So it's okay. Yeah. Wow. So you you guys see this this teal butterfly on this teal Mustang and, and this faint whisper of, of your brother. I mean, I'm sure that brought back a lot of emotions for you. Um, during your journey, um, you know, because I, I know it's it was you know a couple of years later when you started to kind of put together the pieces of your experience and become more open about it. You know, through your memoir, did you have? Um, you know, ha have any distinct moments uh, during those challenging parts of your experience that really stood out to you as like one of those aha moments for the memoir or maybe something that stood out to you as 
hey, like regardless of what happens, like it will, you know, be easier from here. There's maybe a, a shimmer of light at the end of this uh, at the end of this tunnel. Yeah, I think um, as years go by, you you know, maybe one part of grief in the beginning isn't as hard um, as it used to be, or you know, the sad, the sadness and the, all those moments, you are starting to able to think more and more about the good moments and remember those. Um, in particular, as far as writing goes, I, you know, I would battle if, you know, should I do this? Should I share his story while simultaneously sharing mine of how I got through, through it? Because um, I always felt like I was, you know, picking up the baton that he he dropped and wanted me to pick it up and finish finish the race for us but it was still what do you mean by baton baton like a baton relay race no i i understand that yeah I mean, as far as the the symbolic nature of the baton what what did you feel like he was leaving behind for you to carry on um our story in general you know sure. um what happened to him so he i don't know if i shared it but he had a prescription drug addiction um to Adderall in particular and ended up taking his own life towards the end of that that battle of addiction and um I just didn't want his his life story to end there you know I knew he deserved more and just what happened to him was not him and so in my eyes I was picking up the baton the, of the relay race to carry on and finish out you know, whatever the story was going to end up being, whoever I shared it with, um, that they would get to know the Richard I knew. Wonderful. I mean, one one butterfly whisper at a time, right? Just carrying on from one each moment to the next. And yeah. what a very vulnerable spot to be in. I mean, especially considering, you know, you were you were siblings, you were close. I mean, throughout the the passage of time, I know you mentioned this before you know, much, much time has passed, uh, since then you've, you've started a family, you've, you've fallen in love, you've, you've moved out to Chesapeake and you've really begun to, you know, kind of plant your own roots. Um, being said so much time has passed, um, since you began this journey, um, you know, in some ways without your brother, uh, Richard, have your feelings evolved or, or changed, um, as, as time has passed? Yes, I've done I've done a lot of growing and learning about myself. Um and which I think everyone should. You should always keep learning and growing and and changing throughout your whole life. If you're not, then you're not learning, growing and changing. <laughs> um, so, and the grief has changed over the course of several years too. Um you know, I've when I first had my first child, which was my son, a boy, that kind of added a different layer of grief I hadn't hit yet. Um, and we were able to have his middle name, my brother's name, Richard. So that was a nice way to honor him. Um, but just seeing, you know, and then seeing my parents with my son and just seeing a light come back to them was very emotional and, and one of the best parts of our lives. And I think they'll agree <laughs> with that. And then also in writing this book and actually releasing it as soon as I published it and it was, you know, done complete. Like, obviously we, I still talk about it and I still want people to learn his story. And I still want um, more women to learn about hiking and what it can do for them. But the day it was published and out into the world was 
uh, like a, a weight off my shoulders almost like I self-published. So it was about to say it was, it was, it was like an uphill journey. I mean, self-publishing yeah. <laughs> is, is no joke. And I, I didn't know you covered that on other episodes as well, but just the, the sheer fact of doing that yourself is no small feat. Um, yeah. And I can, I applaud you for that. Uh, that's absolutely incredible. So in every stage, it was like, is this really going to happen? Is this really going to happen? And then finally release date, I was like, it happened. Okay. <laughs> and it just felt like a real, a sense of completion, um, you know, that, you know, Richard wanted me to do this. I needed to do this. And um, whoever it helps one by one um, along the way is, is the best bonus that it can be. This was the baton in your mind being passed maybe to a, a marker that's more consistent with preservation as opposed to something that has to continue on, right? It can, it now is set apart in, in a lot of ways, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that, Jessica. Thank you for opening up about that and, and being so vulnerable and also take going the extra step. I mean, a lot of people, they do struggle with grief and, you know, they do struggle with loss. And a lot of times it's very personal and it stays that way, which is totally fine. Um, but you actually took a different approach to, passing on this baton. Um, and I understand, um, you know, your experience has led you to down a path of supporting those who have encountered grief through hiking. Uh, can you share with us the inception of your all women's hiking group, Her Hike Collective, uh, specifically how the initiative came about and how it connects women uh, throughout the, I'll say, Virginia Beach area, knowing that that includes Hampton Road 757 and all the wonderful hiking trails that exist here in the Virginia area? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I learned through my brother's friends after he passed that he loved hiking and camping. I found his camping gear, some of his hiking gear and stuff in his in storage. And I just kind of took that and ran with it. I wanted to go out hiking, see what it was all about. I um, met my then boyfriend, but now my husband, Corey, who enjoyed hiking too. So I was like, okay, let's go. Did my first couple of tent camping trips with him. Um, and then I just, I just kept wanting to get more and more of it. And he, he couldn't go every weekend. So I really started my hiking group as I want to go more often and I need people to go with. And it just evolved from there. From our first hike, women started sharing their stories with me and what led them to go out on a limb and go with women they never met before to hike and, and why they were there, what types of things they were going through in their life that they just, you know, wanted to do, put some action to whatever they were going through. I, I believe grief demands action and what better way than hiking up a, a mountain or a, a windy trail in Virginia beach with tree roots, tree roots and first landing state park. You got to watch out for those. Um, and like, you know, you're, you're heavy breathing, you're starting to sweat, you know, it's just really, there's something about putting action into anything you're going through in life. And we all go through things. We're not, none of us are immune. So anyone can, any women can like join the hiking group and have something that they need to hike through. Sure. Yeah. And it's just the, the physical movement, I mean, just being active and, and, you know, present with your, with your body and movement is, is definitely just something. So, you know, key to our, our existence as, as humans in general, right? I mean, you know, you, if you're stressed, you go for a run, if you need to clear your mind, you go outside. Um, and so with that, you know, it, 
sounds a little intimidating not to uh, you know to to be quite frank you know this this group of people that were you might be expected to share your feelings or your deepest darkest secrets would you mind um disp- dispelling that myth for us Jessica would you mind sharing with us what a first time guest might experience when they come alongside a hike with you uh and your um type of experience that people could expect with her hike collective yeah well, I'm personally always ready to dive deep into a deep conversation, but not everyone is. And so I kind of feel feel that out. And really, our conversations happen organically. And they eventually, as the hike goes on or the day, you know, we're spending from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. together on a day of a hike with the driving and things like that. If it's local, it's a shorter time. But <clears throat> I... I just think our conversations happen organically, but we also have fun too. I have women that are talking about different podcasts they're listening to, different like Netflix shows. A lot of the girls that go on our hikes have always, they always bring up um, like murder mystery podcasts and all these different things. And I'm like, we are in the middle of the woods and you're talking about this. Although it's the most popular podcast genre, we don't need to talk about it when it's uh, late at night yeah. in the middle of the woods. Yes, You're right. <laughs> well, that that's encouraging, and and then that, that's important to mention on the front end too, Jessica. That you know people can open up about these things. That it is a safe space with someone like yourself who is ready, as you said, to go all in on these conversations. Um, and what, what you're doing is incredible. And you're not only doing this, but one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, you've also partnered with Keep Virginia Cozy for a cleanup at First Landing State Park. Um, at least that's what it showed up when I Googled it. Yep. <laughs> Can you share with us a little bit more about your experience um, with this specific organization and why you beside, uh, why you decided to pursue uh, this particular initiative? Um, Yeah, well, I go to First Landing State Park a lot, um, particularly like the 64th Street entrance. I like doing them back in the the Osprey Trail and then the more more popular one that goes right along the beach. And it can, especially during summertime, get pretty um, littered, I should say, with with um, a lot of beach goers and people having fun and stuff. So we really wanted to go clean it up. I think it was a September. So, you know, right after the busy beach season and we filled several bags of trash and um, I reached out to keep Virginia cozy. They, they are out of Richmond, Virginia, but they'll do, they do a lot of like bell Isle cleanups in Richmond and different areas around there. And they've since branched out. I know they go to uh, the Shenandoah national park and, and things like that too. But I reached out to him and said, hey, can we host one down here? He was all about it. Really wanted us to um, to do it and was thankful that we had done one down here. Because who's not going to say no to cleaning up a, a state park, right? <laughs> Especially First Landing State Park. Um, Jessica, uh, just enlighten me here. A lot of our viewers may be first-time visitors to the Virginia Beach area or at least somewhat tourist and not too familiar with the location. Would you mind briefly giving us... Uh, highlighting all of the best of First Landing State Park for those who might not know about it. Yeah, um, well, First Landing State Park is is really big. Um, there's an entrance of it on Shore Drive, and that's where some of the camping is. And I believe they have tent camping and cabin camping. And then the actual beach on the bay side is there. 
And then if you go down the north end on Atlantic Avenue, there's another entrance through 64th Street. And the locals call it the Narrows <laughs> back there. Um, that's where the boat ramp is. And I think during the summer, sometimes they have like kayak rentals and things like that. I've done that before. I've kayaked over there, hiked, um, done a beach day, and which is on the river. It's not on the actual like ocean beach. And yeah, there's there's a lot of trails. Yeah, which is super nice too because mm-hmm. when people think of Virginia Beach, they think of the oceanfront. Um, but there are actually nine other. This is my claim to fame right here. There, there are ten unique beach experiences. The oceanfront is just one of them. First, right. like, it's own private beach, as you mentioned. You can camp, you can park the RV, you can uh, rent some cabin shelter spaces, and there's a whole lot of fun to do. And if you're still looking to check it out and not really sure. Check out um, what Jessica's got going on because you can definitely get plugged in with somebody. Like you said, hundreds of trails, it's best to have a guide if you want to have that type of, you know, full day experience without wondering where you are the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Jessica, thank you so much for your time. I, I know you got to uh, get back to all things um, photography, writing, and motherhood, and all the wonderful hats that you wear. Um, that brings us into one of our last segments here, the uh, rapid fire questions. These are rapid okay. fire, so we're going to ask them nice and fast. Uh, give all right. us a less than summarized answer. You ready? Yes, I think so. <laughs> First question is, do you prefer sunrise or sunset hikes? Oh, Okay, well, I prefer the look of sunset hikes, but I don't want to be, if I'm hiking slow, I don't want to be stuck on the mountain in the dark. So I'm going to go sunrise hike. <laughs> sunrise, because we don't want to be stuck in the dark and uh, you know, sunset, you're probably exhausted from your day, right? <laughs> Favorite trail in Virginia Beach to hike on, not first landing. I'm going to cut oh. that off because you've already mentioned it. What's okay. your other favorite hiking trail in Virginia Beach area? Okay, well, I think I'm going to cheat a little bit because it's down, it's through Pungo, and it's, I think it's right over into Chesapeake, but you can see the whole day in Pungo. We'll we'll include Chesapeake, yes. Northwest River Park. Oh, I love Northwest River Park. It's so Mm -hmm. much fun. They have so much to do as well. Um, But this is rapid fire. We got to keep it moving. Uh, Your favorite drink of choice before a long hike? Coffee and water. (laughs) Love it. Yes. Stay hydrated and have your coffee. What shoe or boot are you currently hiking in when you go on a hike? Something that fits you well and you prefer? Yes. Merrill's. Merrill's? Yeah. Merrill's. Okay. How does that, how's that spelled um, for somebody who doesn't do much hiking? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) We'll include it in the show notes. No worries. Okay. (laughs) If it's something you recommend, I definitely want to to highlight it as being a great source to check out. can you share with us a uh, probably your favorite or um, favorite type of snack, hiking snack, not drink, but just a uh, food item? Yeah. Um, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Can't go wrong. <laughs> okay. And uh, last question for the rapid fire. Which dream guest would you like to take on a hike? It could be anybody in the world, your dream guest that you could give a private hike to have all those great conversations about podcasts and Netflix shows and, and, and diving deep into your, into your journeys. Who would it be? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never had this question before. Um, 
I don't know why, but Tom Hanks is popping into my head. Tom Hanks, you know He's what? A great guy. You know what? I will email Tom Hanks and ask him if he wants to be part of her height collective. Plus, yeah, I should probably pick a him. woman, right? <laughs> oh no, it could be anybody. I mean, I think Tom Hanks would be a great person to go on a hike with. Yeah. Regardless of, of, you know, if it's a female-based group or not, you know, Tom Hanks is great. Uh, love it. Love it. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, I would love to uh, kind of lead out with this question here um, just as, as a fun one for you. Um, do you have any unexpected things that you've seen on a hike or any interesting stories you would like to leave uh, the listeners with today? Um, oh my gosh, we could do a whole other episode on that. <laughs> perfect. Well, if it if it goes well, we'd love to have you back. Um, for now, <laughs> we will settle with one. <laughs> one. Okay. So we did a winter hike last January, and there was snow on the ground and everything. And one of my hikers um, brought in a thermos a chicken noodle soup. She wanted some hot soup for when we stopped for lunch. And ter- come to find out, it wasn't like a real true soup thermos she used one of her baby's like bottle warmer thermoses and we finally get to the waterfall after hiking and all of a sudden we hear this explosion and we just we all kind of duck like we don't know what's happening and then we just start seeing all these little pasta noodles falling down to the ground like a little piece of plastic circular plastic that just shot off her thing she kind of slips on ice and we're catching her and just laughing hysterically because we're so nervous and we're all just starting and starting to click in what is actually happening and we can't stop laughing. Then someone's golden retriever, not in our group, runs up, starts eating the chicken noodle soup off the ground. Okay, so we did, <laughs> yeah. So we did leave no trace. We cleaned it all up. Thanks to the golden retriever. Um, but it was, it was a, one of the most hilarious moments we've had. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a what a wonderful story for the books. Um, well, Jessica, thank you for uh, sharing your your incredible journey with us, for being vulnerable and walking us through all of the wonderful things you're doing. Uh, you know, to continue on your brother's legacy. Um, we'd love to roll out the red carpet for you. This segment of the podcast is for you. Please share with us uh, anything you got going on, anything you're looking to promote. Um, the floor is all yours. Yeah, well, um, obviously my Her Height Collective women's group is open to any women. We're based out of the Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach. That's kind of where we carpool if we're not doing a local hike. Um, So all women are welcome to join us from never having hiked to very experienced hikers. Um, And then my, my book is still for sale where all books are sold. And it's called Her Hike by Jessica Chouinard. And yeah, and I am starting possibly to to write a little more and it's on the, the fiction side of things, but there will still be mountains and women hiking. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, Jessica, thank you for uh, sharing your story with us again. And for our listeners, uh, Jessica Chenard is the author of her debut memoir, Her Hike, and founder of all women's hiking group called Her Hike Collective. She has written her own story of what got her to the mountains and how she believes that the mountains can heal and empower you too. You can find Jessica hosting her group's quarterly hikes in the Blue Ridge Mountains and local hikes here in the Hampton Roads of Virginia area. Link to her book, social pages can be found in the show notes below. So when you're at a safe place, definitely go and check that out and show Jessica some support. 
And of course, stay tuned on our uh, Discover Virginia Beach Facebook group, uh, because we will, in fact, be doing a giveaway sometime in the near future when you're listening to this to give out a copy of Jessica's book. Uh, So please stay tuned for that. Thank you. And we'll catch you on the next episode.